Hey there, thoughtful listener. Would you like consistent and predictable sales activity with no spam and no ads? I'll teach you step by step how to do this, particularly if you're an agency owner, consultant, coach, or B2B service provider. What I teach has worked for me for more than 15 years and has helped me create more than $10 million in revenue. Just head to upmyinfluence.com and watch my free class on how to create endless high-ticket sales appointments. You can even chat with me live and I'll see and reply to your messages. Also, don't forget, the Thoughtful Entrepreneur is always looking for guests. Go to upmyinfluence.com and click on podcast. We'd love to have you. With us right now, Mark Osborne. Mark, you are the founder of Modern Revenue Strategies. You're found on the web at modernrevenuestrategies.com. Mark, it's great to have you. It's a pleasure to be here, Josh. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. You're also the author of the book, Are Your Leads Killing Your Business? We're going to talk about that. So, Mark, I'll just kind of have you share just a bit about your superpowers, um, the work that you do and impact that you have in the world today. Absolutely. So I work with CEOs, founders, and even sales leaders, uh, typically at early stage uh, B2B firms. So in the SaaS, B2B services, technology companies, and really where I add the most value and have the most expertise is uh, companies that are dealing with really long sales cycles and complex buying committees, lots of different influencers on that buy for large average contract value. Uh, And I really work to help them build systems for generating revenue. And those systems include attracting the right prospects, so they're really bringing the right people into their orbit, accelerating those deals through their sales pipeline so that they can close more deals faster without having to lower price, and then activating their existing clients for more renewals, upsells, referrals, and testimonials. Yeah. So, Mark, I suspect that you've got some strong opinions about where a lot of B2B marketing is today. Either this is because, you know, maybe, you know, this is an SMB founder, um, maybe they're only a year or two into this. And, you know, there's a lot of competing ideas on what that should look like. But I think you and I both agree that there are some foundational things that if you don't have these things in place, you're just asking for a world of, I don't want to say hurt, but I mean, it's just, you know, you end up really giving a subpar experience to potential customers and or existing customers, and you end up losing a lot of revenue. Let me just kind of hand the stage over to you and give your mini TED talk here, if you will. Sure. Yeah. And you're right, Josh. It's funny. You know, I've been in this space for more than 20 years, but the pandemic sort of lockdowns in the B2B space they, you know, I think it's McKinsey said that it accelerated trends by more than 10 years in less than 10 months. So some things that were happening really accelerated and a lot of businesses sort of put things on pause, but then went back to what they had always been doing. Uh, and they're finding that it just isn't working at all. And so actually, the, the whole premise of the book is on really sort of creating a framework for real success in approaching the B2B landscape. And like all marketing Marketing begins with the market. So what we see is a big miss that a lot of companies have is they don't really take the time to understand their ideal customer. And not just, well, who are their customers, but who's their ideal customer? 
Who are the ones that buy into their product and buying vision, where the market is heading, who you want to be building solutions for? And when you start to isolate on that tier one ideal customer and then go a layer deeper and think about what's the persona or avatar of those decision makers, the champions, the influencers against that decision, how do they go about becoming aware of problems that they have? What are the information sources that they seek? Uh, for evaluating different options? And then how do you sort of influence that buying decision? That's what really sort of leads to really innovative solutions that allows you to grow your marketplace without just spending more money on ads. And oftentimes ads that don't work, if you haven't taken the time to understand the customer and their context and why they're you know sort of evaluating different solutions and what they're looking for in those solutions, you oftentimes will just sort of throw money after money when it comes to buying ads, but there's a, oftentimes much more efficient and effective ways to do that when you take the time to use some systems to really understand those customers. Um, so Mark, let's talk maybe a little bit about the very, very top of the funnel, right? And so, you know, some people would kind of put that under the lead gen bucket, which yeah. I don't really like that term <laughs> for a number of reasons. I think it just, you know, I think if we're empathic to where consumers' brains are, and everyone's a consumer today, you know, I, I think that there's been historically some systems that used to work that maybe don't work by default the way that they used to, would you mind maybe just kind of addressing that very, very top initial awareness of like what you see working well and what would you advise to be a little skeptical of if some guru is telling you to do this, if you just want to drum up more business? Sure. I see you smiling, by the way, as I'm talking. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah. can I just tell you, like some of my favorite conversations on this podcast are like true, like you know, B2B leaders, marketing leaders who get it like they're and they've been there, done that. They're adults. They're not the, you know, the flashy gurus that are just trying to enrich themselves. But when someone truly understands trends and are very, very honest, like these are my some of my favorite because this is where I really geek out on. So I just want to mark. I just that's a compliment. <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much. And just your reactions like, oh, yeah, do we need to grab a drink together and like talk about the industry? That's right. <laughs> Well, and, and that's also why we put a lot of focus on building systems uh, yeah. because, you know, gurus will sort of keep you dependent on them for that next morsel or that next silver bullet idea, that next algorithm they're going to, you know, game or, or whatever it might be, the next growth hack. And oftentimes even agencies don't really take that strategic systems approach. They just say, buy more ads. And so we really sort of take more ownership of our client's success by helping them build and install systems in their business that can take them to that next level. But you talked about the very top of the yeah. funnel. One of the things that we see as a real challenge is that many companies will sort of either rely on advertising or it might be content or whatever their go-to-market strategy is to sort of say like we exist, but they haven't taken the time to understand a really differentiated positioning strategy. And it's with that differentiated positioning strategy that says, we are different from our competitors in these meaningful ways. And here are the reasons to believe that those ways matter and they will sort of change the outcomes that you'll get from choosing us as a partner, as opposed to choosing some other provider. When you really understand that through the lens of your customer and the context that they're living in, then you're creating awareness while generating demand. 
And that's what we see as the you know sort of most powerful way to generate leads at the top of the funnel in a way that's really efficient and effective uh, instead of just you know kind of taking a shotgun blast approach. And of course, building in systems to measure the response rates and to measure the effectiveness of different channels and to maximize different channels, all of that's important. And all of those sort of mechanisms have to be in place too. But no amount of growth hacks or mechanisms or gaming an mm. algorithm is going to make a difference if you're not telling the right story. That's absolutely like, correct. Yeah. The way to align on that story is really thinking through from the lens of your customer, how to create a differentiated positioning strategy. Yeah. You know, I love this idea of having patience and empathy for what's going on in our clients' lives and what is their experience right now. They might be, if they're shopping around for something right now, they are likely getting bombarded with ads and, and all sorts of things. If they're a decision maker within a particular, you know, I was just talking with someone who's an administrator with a um, healthcare system. She oversees over 20,000 employees. And she yeah. said, you would not believe the crappy stuff that these salespeople do to me, where they'll just put events, somehow they will find my calendar, just put events on my calendar without my permission. It's so maddening that I now am just so on guard and I keep myself so protected and I feel badly about that, but it just, you know, it's kind of this idea that, that marketers ruin everything. Um, so again, I think it's very smart. Like what you're talking about is, is, you know, having this holistic view of the customer journey, right? Any other tips on that concept about, you know, maybe just the, where the general environment is right now? Yeah, so that's one of those big trends that the COVID lockdowns accelerated was buyers of B2B services really wanting to distance themselves more and more from the vendors uh, or providers of those services. In fact, the statistic I heard the other day is 70% of the buyer's journey is now completed before a buyer will even contact a provider in the space. Whereas it used to be once upon a time, just even a few years ago, when a buyer was looking to evaluate something, they'd call the top three providers, talk to them about what they were looking for, look to them for suggestions on what they should evaluate. And so that makes it all the more important that you use just what you said, that empathy to understand what is the context that is sending them to market? What is their business context? And when you look at your ideal customer profile and that tier one customer that really represents 80% of your revenues, what is the context that is similar among all of those different customers that and what sent them to market and what they were looking for for solutions so that you can then craft messaging that really brings that out so that you're not trying to be a perfect fit for everyone in the category. You're trying to be a perfect fit for your tier one customers, those customers that really get your approach and why your difference is meaningful and valuable. And by putting that into the marketplace, that's what really sort of attracts those right prospects for you so that you get the right leads, then move faster through the sales pipeline and then do more renewals, upsells and referrals, which is how you really dominate a marketplace. Yeah. So Mark, how do you work with your clients? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So, you know, the first thing that we do is kind of a diagnostic. And we I talked earlier about these sort of three revenue systems of attracting the right prospects, accelerating them through the sales pipeline, or, you know, sort of activating existing clients for renewals, upsells, and referrals. And having worked with hundreds of brands and uh, advertisers over the years, we have a, some benchmarks that we use to sort of diagnose 
where are your strengths, where are your weaknesses, so that we can see where's your biggest opportunity for growth in the next 90 days. Uh, and through diagnosing where you are today, we can then identify where those gaps are and then come up with that initial 90-day plan that's going to really accelerate growth. Oftentimes, we see our clients uh, experience you know, double uh, their leads within those first 90 days. And we actually offer our 10x ROI B2B growth guarantee, where our clients experience 10x uh, return on their investment with us uh, within six months or less. And so it's by diagnosing that first area of opportunity and then diving in there that we can really uh, make that immediate impact for our clients. Yeah. Your book is called, Are Your Leads Killing Your Business? Do you mind describing what you mean by how your leads could be killing your business? That's right. So there's so much of a focus on quantity of leads uh, that a lot of customers or, or really sort of B2B providers uh, get sort of swamped in quantity and they aren't focused on the right quality. And what happens is when you don't have systems in place to attract the right prospects and then work them through the process, you wind up with sort of the leftovers in the marketplace. Well, those leftovers are people that are never really convinced that your approach is right. So they ask you to customize your solution for them. They don't really understand the value you provide. So they want lower pricing than everyone else. And in the end, they ultimately churn out of your business and don't make renewals, upsells, and referrals. Those types of customers create a death spiral for your business. And in fact, lead to distracting you from building the products that the rest of the market wants. Yeah. Uh, and when you're not building those products, well, then you're getting further and further behind your competitors. And the, your competitors that are winning the market are those that are using data and technology to build the systems that attract the right prospects, move them through the sales pipeline, and then really activate them for renewals, upsells, and referrals. Without that, we've really seen a number of businesses get into that death spiral where they chase the quantity, they miss mm -hmm. the quality that's hidden within yep. that because they're chasing that quantity. And so then they don't wind up really closing the deals that leads to the market domination. Yeah. You know, that same principle, I think, is applicable in a lot of different areas. You know, my background is a media consultant PR. That was the one of the very first things that clients would come in and say, okay, so we're going to pitch to a thousand different producers. I'm like, nope. That's we're right. going to spend way more time with far fewer people and where we're going to really focus on human connection and relationship in this case. Because guess what? The default of the lazy marketer or the lazy PR person is just spray and pray. And right. I think that we've all received what clearly is just some spray and pray campaign. How much do you feel like that other person cares about you or does it really just feel like it's all about them? And I think all of us could answer that question is we don't feel very cared for. We feel like, okay, great. I get that you're just trying to get pitch your thing or sell your thing. And that's not real attractive, by the way. That's right. Well, and you know, the, the old phrase is people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Yeah. Uh, and even in the B2B space, although it's a business decision, it's a human on the other end of that phone making a business decision. And so they, of course, will use logic and they'll use uh, reasoning to make those decisions. And they're not going to do anything that doesn't make sense from that perspective. However, they want to do business with other humans that they know, like, and trust. So building that rapport is really important. 
Yeah. And talk about uh, the role of content. Like, how do you see that fitting in, whether it's demand gen or, you know, again, just being empathic throughout the customer journey? I suspect that there are things that many of us may not be doing that might be some low hanging fruit here. Yeah. So one of the main things is, you know, really understanding the job to be done by each piece of content. And so if you think through that customer journey and, and what we guide our clients to do, and again, as part of a system, is we really map out in, in both a visual and a you know, descriptive way, what is what are the informational needs at each stage? So being aware that this is a problem that they could tackle, deciding this is a, a prioritized problem we should tackle, evaluating, well, what are the different ways to tackle it? And then what are the different vendors that work within those different ways? You should never want to sort of jump ahead of the process. And oftentimes what we see companies do with their content is they try to answer every question in one piece of content, mm -hmm. uh, knowing that it's a three-month-long decision cycle for our average customer to decide to solve this problem, evaluate different ways of solving it, evaluate different vendors that do it in those different ways, focus on just that next gate that they have to get through. They've got to decide mm -hmm. to solve this problem. So focus on the ROI of solving the problem, not different ways to solve it, not different vendors that are available, but the importance of solving the problem and how it's going to make an impact to their business. Once they've moved through that stage, now advocate for the three different ways to solve it. Here's why this is the right way to solve it. Don't talk about why you're better than your competitors yet. Just talk about why your way is the right way to solve it and move them through that stage of the sort of informational journey. And then they'll build trust and familiarity with you along the way and understand that you're really sort of advocating for their best outcomes by, again, focusing on what they need at that stage of the journey, not what you want to do, which ultimately what you want to do is get them to buy from you. But jumping ahead those steps isn't doing anyone any good. Yeah. So, Mark, your website, let me, I understand, like, you're going to hook people up here. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and this so is nice of you, by the way. So I think you were going to share your book or you're going to yeah, share some right. resources so, here. Yeah. For the first 50 listeners to your podcast that go to Modern Revenue Strategies, dot com slash free download all one word no caps nothing to worry about there pretty easy to find they'll get a free download of the book and with that will come templates calculators all the materials to build these systems in your own business uh, so that you can start to build these attraction acceleration and activation systems for revenues and with that i'll actually send hours of free training uh, so i've done videos on how to build this differentiated positioning strategy that creates demand while generating awareness, how to build these systems that bring together marketing, sales, and customer success so that you're aligned on shared KPIs uh, and really sort of growing the business overall to create a lot of that harmony in the business. All of that training comes free with it. Yeah. Again, the uh, URL, I had just pulled it up here. Oh gosh, now I lost it. What, what was the URL one more time? I'm so sorry. Have I, no I lost my tab. ModernRevenueStrategies.com. Yes slash free download. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Well, Mark Osborne, again, you're the founder of Modern Revenue Strategies. Again, that website, modernrevenuestrategies.com forward slash free download. Um, grab the book for free. Are your leads killing your business? And uh, Mark, listen, it's been a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. It's been a real pleasure.
Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.